All right. Praise the Lord. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Everybody doing all right tonight? Good, good. Thank you, Lord. Glory, glory, glory. You know, I, I felt like as we were worshiping, uh, I felt like the Lord would be saying that uh, y'all are beautiful. And uh, I feel like he'd be saying that because, I feel like he'd be saying that because uh, not because you got all dressed up to come to church tonight, but because your worship was beautiful. Amen. And I felt like uh, God, I was looking and I was like, I bet you God thinks this is beautiful. Because it was, you know, not just worship with our lips, but it was worship with our hearts. And... Um, I believe that the Lord would be pleased. Amen. I believe that the Lord is pleased. And uh, I'm very grateful for those that are praying and stuff because I can feel the shift in the atmosphere spiritually and it, it makes it a lot uh, easier to enter in. Amen. And it makes it a lot easier to prepare as we get ready for the word. Amen. Amen. And so I noticed that over the course of the last, uh, the last you know, week or so last couple services and so thank you Jesus keep it up amen but let's go ahead and jump off into our word uh, tonight we're going to be in second chronicles second chronicles and uh, chapter 7 tonight second chronicles 7 and verse 12 amen second chronicles 7 and verse 12 and then we will jump over uh, into another verse uh, but let's look at that for just a moment amen Second Chronicles chapter 7 and verse 12. And if, if you have it, say amen. If you need to, you can follow along on the screen. Um, but let's go ahead and read this real quick. And the word of God reads. Then the Lord appeared to Solomon at night. And he said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice if I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or if I command the locusts to devour the land or if I send pestilence among my people and my people who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then, somebody say then. He said, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin and will heal their land. So. 
We're going to stop right there and let me pray as we get started this evening. Father, actually, let me, I apologize. Let me read the next scripture. You were, you were right. Now my eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to the prayer that's offered in this place. Amen. Let me pray now. Sorry for that confusion. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this time. We thank you for your word. Anoint me to teach tonight. Anoint me to preach. But prepare the hearts, Lord, of your people to receive what you have tonight. Guide us, Lord, as we just read your word and hear your word and seek your face, Lord. Illuminate, God, what you have for us tonight. Give us fresh revelation. Give us clarity. Give us understanding. Forgive us for all of our sins. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you would give the Lord a hand, praise in this house tonight. Praise God. And so, saints, uh, I believe that God is working in the midst of y'all's lives right now, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, as a pastor, he's working in the body of Christ. Uh, I know here in Victory Life, and I believe in many places, amen, but I'm, I spend most of my time here, and this is the church that God's called me to shepherd and pastor, so... I'm noticing what God is beginning to do in, in the hearts of his people. Amen. And, uh, you know, uh, for that, uh, I'm rejoicing. For that, I am grateful. Amen. And, and I know God is rejoicing and God is grateful. Amen. For what's taking place in each and every one of your hearts and your lives. Uh, and I believe that what God is doing in the midst of this is he's moving in your hearts that God is beginning uh, to... Uh, Ignite a fire inside of you. Amen. I believe that he's igniting a fire inside and a passion. Amen. And a hunger for him. And a desire to seek him. And a desire to commune with him. And a desire to spend time with him. And know him in more personally, intimately. And, and for that I'm very grateful. Amen. And, and, and it blesses a pastor. It blesses Amen. All the men and women of God here, amen, that, uh, you know, are overseers of your souls. And, and I know it blesses the heart of God, but, but I want to talk to you tonight about that, that, that passion, that fire that God is working on and in, been doing in your heart. Amen. And the topic, as he puts it on the screen, I want to talk about tonight is maintaining God's fire in, your, in our hearts. Amen. Maintaining. Okay. Because if God's doing it, thank you, Jesus. And, and I'm very grateful that he's doing it. Okay. But we can't just let this be something that we just experience and then move, we move on and we're back to, you know, uh, where we were. Amen. We've got to grab a hold of it. Amen. We've got to walk in it. And then we've got to do something called maintain it. Somebody say maintain it. Maintain it. And when we talk about the word maintain... This is what the word maintain means. It means to keep in a state of repair. To keep in a state of repair. And, and maintain means for us to keep up. Amen. If you're maintaining your vehicle, right, you're, you're maintaining it. You're keeping it up. Amen. You're constantly repairing it and, 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 and putting it in a position where it can function properly, where it can operate at its fullest capacity. Amen. You're doing maintenance on it, aren't y'all? Amen. 
And so when we talk about maintain and maintenance, it means to keep in the state of repair to to keep it up. Amen. Amen. And I want to tell you tonight, saints, that amen, what God's doing in your life right now, that's great. But I'm going to tell you, amen, please keep it up. Amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, keep it up. Keep going. Amen. Keep moving forward. Keep going deeper. Keep letting that fire burn in your heart. Amen. And ignite in your heart. Praise the Lord. Another word for that is to preserve, amen, or to sustain, all right. It's one thing to begin to catch that fire. It's another thing to begin to sustain that fire, amen, inside of you, right, amen. And anybody that's walked with God for any length of time knows that 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 can be a challenge and a difficulty throughout life, right, as we go through seasons that may seem a little dry, amen, amen, maybe it seems like God's just not as close as what it used to be in our lives, amen. But here I'm telling you, saints, we've got to capitalize on what God's doing right now because this can't just be something that just we experience and then we just move forward and then we're just back to where we were. But it's something that we've got to learn how to preserve, amen. It's something that we've got to learn how to keep it up. We've got to learn how to sustain this fire. Come on, somebody. Because we need the fire of God in our lives. We need the fire of God in our church. Amen. We need to maintain it, amen. Come on, somebody. And that means to keep in a state of repair. It's going to take some maintenance, Amen. Are y'all with me today? And I love what the scripture says here in verse 14, amen. And y'all are familiar with this verse, but he says, And my people, amen, the people of God who are called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land, amen. And so we look right here and we see what the, the, the steps are that we are to follow that will help us to maintain God's fire in our hearts. Are y'all with me today? There's some steps that we have to take. There's some things that we have to maintain that we have to begin to keep in the state of repair. Amen. We've got to preserve it. We've got to sustain these things. Amen. And of course we know, amen, that it comes in a lifestyle of repentance, doesn't it? Amen. But in order to have repentance, that means that you and I, we've got to do something that's very crucial. Amen. We must first humble ourselves, amen, before the Lord. Are y'all with me today? In other words, that means we've got to acknowledge some things, maybe that we've drifted away from God, amen, or your heart is turned cold towards God. Amen. Are y'all with me today? you got to be determined that you're going to pray no matter what. Amen. Are y'all with me today, saints? And you've got to be determined to seek his face every day throughout the day. Amen. And this prayer that we have, it must, be, it must become your very life. Amen. Seeking the Lord daily. It's, it's your number one priority. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And we must be those that turn from our sins. God said turn from their wicked ways. Amen. Are y'all with me today? In other words, you've got to be willing to run from sin. You know, Proverbs 13, 28 and 13 says, He who conceals his sin does not prosper, but whoever confesses and renounces them, they find mercy, says the Lord. Are y'all with me today? 
And so my question to you, saints, say, amen, this fire that God is putting in your heart, amen, are, are you willing to take the necessary steps in, in order to maintain, amen, God's fire that's in your heart? We all want to experience it, amen, but can we maintain it? Can we preserve it? Because where God's taking us, saints, we're going to need it. Amen. We're going to need it. And the people that are going to walk through those doors are going to need it. They're going to need to come in and experience the fire of God. They're going to need to come in and experience the presence of God. They're going to need to come in to experience the life-giving anointing of God. Amen. And it's going to be present when it. you and I are preserving it and maintaining it and sustaining it in our lives. Are you all with me today? When we're seeking the face of God, hello, somebody. So that, that puts me to my first point, amen. Do you have my point, son, or no? Why did I give you my notes? You want to copy them for fun or what? Praise God. Oh, there it is. So the first point is you must humble yourself before God. I thought he just wanted to steal my notes, man. You must humble yourself before God. Amen. You've got to have some humility. You've got to humble yourself. Amen. Amen. Are y'all with me today? If, if you've been prayerless, you need to repent for it. Amen. Because little prayer is the characteristic of a backsliding Christian. Are y'all with me today? And when a Christian refuses to pray, he's not humble before God, but he's actually full of pride. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And he's literally telling God that he can make it on his own, in his own strength. Amen. Are y'all with me without the prayer? So he doesn't pray because his trust is in his own strength. Amen. First Chronicles 16, 11 says, look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always. Amen. And one thing about it, saints, is you will never accomplish anything with the strength of your own flesh. Are y'all with me today? Jesus said this, the spirit gives life, but the flesh counts for nothing. Are y'all with me today? And it's the anointing, saints, like I said, that breaks the yoke. In prayer, sometimes it can be humbling work. Because you are saying that you can't do anything without the power of God. So you've got to humble, we've got to humble ourselves before the God. And we've got to begin to pray that's my next point and we've got to be those that are determined to pray we've got to be determined there's got to be determination amen you know because one thing about prayer amen when, when we're praying and, and it's a you know prayer did y'all know that prayer is a powerful weapon against the devil amen Prayer is a powerful weapon against the devil. And how many of y'all know the enemy knows this? The enemy, the, the enemy knows this, amen. The enemy understands the power of prayer. Are y'all with me today? Thank you, Jesus. And prayer is something that will produce holiness. 
And prayer is something that will produce faith. And prayer is something that will produce love and courage and fire and power in your life. Amen. But you've got to be willing to spend that quality time with God. Amen. Are you all with me today? We've got to be those that will get with God alone in that secret. Amen. And learn and begin to know him. Are you all with me? And we've got to be those. Amen. That are determined to seek the face of God. And we've got to be those that are determined to turn away from the sin in our lives. Now, I want to jump off into a, a scripture in 1 Kings for just a moment, okay? 1 Kings chapter 18. And I had spoke to y'all on Sunday a little bit about Elijah. And I had spoke to you concerning Elijah, and I was preaching about, amen, getting, getting, getting your fight back. And I shared with you about how Elijah, amen, after he had accomplished these great things, and he had overcome and the prophets of Baal, amen, and he had called down fire from heaven, and, and he had stopped, amen, the rain for three and a half years, and then he, and then he prayed and released the rain, amen. But I'm gonna pre- I want to kind of jump in, amen, and I want to talk about a, a specific part of that, that whole thing that takes place, amen. And, of course, we know after that then Jezebel, amen, Jezebel then can begin to pursue Elijah, and what happened, Elijah Begin to run, amen, and Elijah got to a point where he was ready to quit. He, he asked God, God, just take me, take my life, amen. But I want to back up just a little bit, and I want to look right here in 1 Kings in chapter 18 for just a moment, amen. And I want to look at verse 38, if you would go there with me. 1 Kings chapter 18 and verse 38. And the word of God reads, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt offering and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, the Lord, he is good. The Lord, he is good. Then Elijah said to them, seize the prophets of Baal. Do not let one of them escape. So they seized them and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon and slew them there. And now Elijah said to Ahab, go up and eat and drink for there is is the sound of the roar of a heavy shower. And so Ahab went up to eat and drink, but Elijah went up to the top of Carmel and he crouched down on the earth and he put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now and look towards the sea. So he went up and looked and said, there is nothing. And he said, go back seven times. And it came about at the seventh time that he said, behold, a cloud as small as a man's hand is coming up from the sea. And he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariots and go down so that the heavy shower does not stop you. 
And in a little while, the sky grew black with clouds and winds, and there was a heavy shower, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. Amen. I'm going to stop right there for just a moment, okay? Now, remember what we're talking about here. We're talking about maintaining the fire of God in your hearts. Maintaining the, God's fire in your heart. Amen. And so as we're looking here in the story of Elijah, Elijah, the lone prophet of God, appears suddenly. And then he disappears as suddenly in a chariot of fire and a whirlwind. And his first public act was to lock the heavens by his prayers so that no rain fell for three and a half years. And then Elijah was a man of courage, of faith, and zeal. Amen. And he was one that had a consuming passion for the glory of God. Amen. In verse 36, it said, let it be known that uh, our God, amen. Let it be known that I am the servant of God, he said right here. Amen. He was one that was obedient to the, to the commands of the Lord, amen. And he says, I have done all these things by your word, amen. And Elijah was one that knew God, amen. And God's people were at a point in their life where they were backsliding. And God was going to use Elijah in order to bring them back to where they needed to be. Are y'all with me today? And we begin to see right here, if you'll put up there in verse 24 for just a moment, if you'll put it on the screen, same chapter, amen. We begin to see something that begins to take place. He says, then you call on the name of your God, and I will call on the name of the Lord, and the God who answers by fire, he is God. And all the people said, this is a good idea. You know, one thing that saints that begin to take place here, there, there could be no compromise between the worship of God and the worship of Baal. Amen. And God always has his man to match the hour. And what happens is he begins to prepare him in secret. And then he manifests him in the hour of crisis. Are y'all with me today? And see, Baal was, was the God of fire. Amen. But Elijah said that the God that answered by fire, let him be God. Are y'all with me today? And then in verse 38, we read where it said the Lord descended in fire. Amen. That was our scripture that we just read. And the meaning of the test by fire was not lost on the people of Israel. They knew that the fire was the manifestation of the presence of God in their life. And God had manifested his presence. Are y'all with me today? Hello, somebody. The presence of God is in the midst of his people. And it was symbolized by the fire which was over the tabernacle that night. Exodus 40 and 35 says, And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle, and fire was on it by night, and in the sight of all the hours of the Israel. In other words, the presence of the fire was proof of the presence of God. Amen. Are y'all with me today? And when you and I have the fire of God stirring in our hearts, it's proof of the presence of God in our lives, saints. But we've got to maintain that fire, amen. We've got to humble ourselves. We've got to pray. We've got to seek his face, amen. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. We've got to live a repentant lifestyle so that we can maintain the fire of God in our hearts. So that we can maintain the presence of God in our lives that we need so desperately in order to go forward for the kingdom of God. How many of y'all want the fire of God in your life? Amen. That fire, amen. It was symbolic of the presence and energy of the Holy Ghost. 
And that's what God is doing. He's stirring your hearts. He's beginning to put his fire back into you. He's beginning to put his presence back into your life. Amen. But you and I don't want to just experience that. We want to maintain it. Amen. Are y'all with me today? We want to sustain it in our lives. Amen. It doesn't have to just come and go. Amen. It can stay. Amen. You can continue to walk in that fire. You can continue to walk in that passion. But it's going to take you humbling yourself before God. It's going to take you beginning to walk in that prayer life and have that discipline. It's going to take you seeking the face of God. And it's going to take you turning away, amen, from those sins that so easily beseech you. Are y'all with me today, saints? John the Baptist said it is. He says, I baptize in water, but there shall be one that baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And with fire, he said. And on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost came with power upon the disciples, amen, there appeared unto them the cloven tongues like as of fire, the Bible said, amen, in Acts 2 and 3. And in Elijah's day, the holy fire had disappeared from the altars of God, amen. But God had a plan, and God was going to use Elijah in order to bring it back, amen. Are y'all with me today? Because, amen, Baal had come in, amen, Baal, the false fire, amen, the false fire had been burning on the altars, amen. Are y'all with me today? And as a result, the glory had departed. But you and I, we need the glory of the Lord in our lives, amen. We need the glory of the Lord in our churches. And when the glory had departed, no man could rekindle the sacred flame. Are y'all with me today? And when Nadab and Abihu, they offered something called strange fire before the Lord. Somebody say strange fire. fire. See, some of us, amen, we've been doing some things we shouldn't do. We've allowed some things to come in where the altar is. And we're operating, we've been operating some strange fire. Are y'all with me today? But God wants to give you the real fire. Because when the fire of the Lord had fell, are y'all with me today? When the fire had fell, it was a time, amen, with national apostasy. It was a time of spiritual darkness that it enveloped the whole land, Amen. But it's when the darkness is deepest that the light is most needed. Are y'all with me today? Amen. And the fire fell when Elijah obeyed God without hesitation. Are y'all with me today? And the scripture says in 18.1, God then commands Elijah, go and show thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab, and the falling of the fire and the coming of the rain were results. Of Elijah's obedience to God. Are y'all with me today? And God is stirring your hearts. Mm-hmm. God is moving on you. And if you will obey, there's going to be a fresh wind that's going to move. There's going to be a fresh wind if you obey. Come on now. 
See, some of you can recognize the fire. You can recognize when God is moving. But will you obey? Will you respond? Amen. To what God is wanting to do in your life and in this fellowship and in this church and the body of Christ. Amen. Are y'all with me today? It fell in Elijah's obedience. The fire fell after the ruined altar had been repaired. Come on now. The altars had had bail on the altars. The false fire had been on the altars. But when the altar had been repaired, amen. When Elijah had obeyed God and the altar had been repaired, come on somebody, amen. That's when the fire began to fall. And that's when the fire is going to fall in your life. Come on somebody, you've got to put God back on the altar. Are y'all with me today? You've got to make him first and foremost in your life, amen. The Bible says, amen, that he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And how many of y'all know it? An altar is a symbol of worship. An altar is a symbol of worship. Amen. And Carmel had been a secret meeting place for the people of God. But the altar was broken down. They were meeting secretly. But there was no fire. Mm. And Elijah took these 12 stones and he rebuilt the altar. And the fire of God falls when there's spiritual unity among God's people. And the fire fell when the whole offering was placed on the altar. The Bible said this, he cut the bullock into pieces and he laid it him on the wood. When you lay the whole, amen, offering, hello, and the Bible says that you and I are, amen, we are to be an offering to God. Hello. When you lay the whole offering on the altar. Amen. Because see, the fire of God never falls on an empty altar. See, God wants Christians who are in continuing to surrender their lives to him. Hello. You're the living sacrifice. You're the sacrifice on the altar. But you can't just surrender partially. You can't put a partial sacrifice there. You can't put that. Amen. You can't give them some of your worship. You can't give them some of your heart. You can't give them some of your dedication. You can't give them some of your obedience. You got to give them it all. But when you give them it all, amen, he's going to begin to pour down that fire from heaven on that altar. Amen. That's going to ignite something up inside of you. Amen. And then it's going to begin to catch all over this place. And there's going to be the fire of the Holy Ghost flowing through this place in a mighty way and lives will be changed and people will be set free are y'all with me today and sin will be burnt up and flesh will be will be into ashes the bible says the flesh will go away because the flesh will be burnt on the altar hello the flesh will be burnt on the altar and the spirit man will rise up. Come on, we need to have some flesh burning. Hello. 
Somebody say God is good. But fire never falls on an empty altar. We wonder why we may not encounter God in the way we used to. Hello. We're living sacrifices. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. And the altar represents worship. Are y'all with me today? Abraham was one that was called by God to surrender to God the worst thing in his life and the best thing in his life. God had called him to surrender Ishmael, the son of his carnal unbelief. Amen. Ishmael, his son. And he had also sent him away in the wilderness. But he had to also place Isaac on the altar, the son of his faith. And to lift that sacrificial knife, amen. Are y'all with me today? Ishmael represented his his carnality. It it represented his unbelief. Amen. He had to surrender that too. Amen. And then he had to surrender Isaac, which was his faith and his sacrificial knife and his sacrificial life. Are y'all with me today? And then the fire of the Lord fell on Abraham, and there came the blessing of God that was released upon his life. Are y'all with me today? He says, in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, because thou hast obeyed my voice, says the Lord. And when Elijah placed that last piece of the sacrifice on the altar, how many of y'all know what happened right there when he put that last piece on there? See, some of us are, amen, we put some things on that altar. Amen. We may put most everything, but we might have one or two of them pieces left. Amen. You know, and it's going to take some faith. Come on, somebody. It's going to take some Isaacs. Hello. It's going to take some sacrifice. It's going to take some flesh burning. It's going to take some carnality overcome. But whenever, whenever Elijah put that last piece, the Bible says that the fire fell. In other words, Baal was the god of fire, which was counterfeit. Amen. But the fire that came from God, the God of the universe, amen, was the real fire. And one thing about it is the fire fell after the counterfeit had been excluded. Hello. In other words, you've got to be real with God. The devil's always got a counterfeit for everything. He's got a counterfeit for the anointing. He's got a counterfeit for holiness. He's got a counterfeit for everything. Amen. This is what the scripture said. He said, fill four barrels of water and pour it it on the burnt sacrifice. Four barrels of water. He said, pour it on the burnt sacrifice and on the wood. And the water ran round about the altar, the Bible said. In other words, Elijah allowed no room for false fire. The false fire wasn't going to be able to ignite that altar. Are y'all with me today? He made sure he poured water all over it. 
It was going to have to be the real deal. It was going to have to be something supernatural. It was going to be after something all powerful. Come on. It was going to have to be something that only God could provide. Are y'all with me today? And Elijah allowed no room for the false fire, and the fire fell after Elijah had prayed. Amen. Are y'all with me today? I told you we got to humble ourselves. We've got to pray. We've got to seek his face. We've got to turn from our wicked ways. And then the fire of God will fall upon us like nobody's business. Elijah said, Lord, let it be known this day that I am thy servant, amen, and that I have done all these things at thy word. And Hear me, O Lord, and hear me, that this people may know that you are the Lord God, he said right there. And the prayer of faith was immediately followed by the fire from heaven. Are y'all with me today? See, when our prayers are motivated by the desire that the Father may be glorified in the Son, then we too shall see the fire <laughs> fall. <clears throat> Are y'all with me today? And as we get ready to close and the worship team gets ready to come, you want to know what happened when the fire fell? When the fire fell, this is what it accomplished. I'm talking about when the real fire comes. I'm talking about when... <laughs> Not the counterfeit. Amen. I'm talking about the real fire. When the real fire of God fell. Amen. The fire of God, the Bible says, it brought all of Israel onto their faces before the Lord. On their faces. He says this in verse 39, and when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces. Amen. I'm telling you, when the real fire of God falls in this place, are y'all with me today? You're going to know it, amen, because you're going to see us all on our faces weeping before the Lord, amen, crying out to God, amen, because the real fire of God fell in this place. It fell on the altar, amen. You're going to see worship, amen, where people walk in here and they just start weeping and they start crying and they don't even know what's going on around them. They just know that they're in the presence of the almighty God. They're going to know that they're in the presence of God. You're going to know it. Are y'all with me today? How many of y'all want to experience that in this place? Come on, somebody. And they said, the Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. I remember when we, we first opened our church and the fire of God was in that little old place. Amen, the size of a single wide trailer, shotgun house, amen. But we had the fire of God, and we had people walking there, been selling drugs and doing drugs and, and robbing and everything their whole life. Amen, their whole life was centered around it. And they walk in that place, and the fire of God will be in that place. I'm talking about the real fire of God. And you would see them just run to the altar and fall to their knees and start crying out to God right there. Don't even know who God is. But they knew they were in the presence of the Lord. That's what we need, saints. That's what we got to get back to. That's what everybody needs. 
That's what's going to give you the victorious life. That's what's going to help you overcome the flesh and temptation and sin and self-centeredness. That's what's going to make it happen in your life. And what happened was a godless world, they begin to pay attention, amen, to the witness. They're going to pay attention. The godless world's going to pay attention when they see the fire of God in the midst. When they see the fire, you want to get their attention? Have the fire of God in their midst. They're going to get, I'm talking about the real deal. That's when you're going to get their attention. Amen. That's when you're going to grab attention. That's when we're going to make an impact. That's when the church is going to be, amen, being and doing what it's called to do. Because the fire of God will be in the midst. Amen. And so the falling of the fire resulted. It resulted in the death of the false prophets. The Bible says in the last days there'll be false prophets. Mm. The prophets of Baal, 450 some of them, they were false prophets. But how many of y'all know when the false prophet, when the real fire falls, I'm talking the real fire of God, anything that ain't real, anything that's counterfeit, anything that's false, amen, it, it's, it's going to have to die. It's going to be burnt up. Come on. Are y'all with me today? Mm. And Elijah's first act was to command Israel to bring with their own hands the priest of Baal to be killed. Are y'all with me today? And so saints, all rivals to the true God, they must be overthrown. But only the fire from heaven gave Elijah the moral, moral authority to, for this kind of purging. Amen. And what happened was the fire of falling accomplished near the clear impossible. You know... At Pentecost, saints, the fire of God accomplished what was impossible in the lives of the apostles. Cowardness was burnt up. Courage was replaced with it. Doubt had left. Faith began to come. Self-seeking began to be removed. Selfishness was no longer. Are y'all with me today? And what took place, what replaced it was the passion and the glory of Christ. Are y'all with me today? Because when the fire of God's falling on a Christian, it's going to achieve these things. And I'm going to tell you, in 10 minutes, amen, you can achieve more than what you can accomplish in 10 years. When the real fire of God falls down on your life. Somebody's got to grab a hold of this. In the fire of the f fire that fell... It left nothing but ashes. and Because, saints, like I said, the fire of God will consume the carnal and it'll leave only that which is eternal, of eternal value. Come on, stay to your feet.